and welcome back to another installment of The Conspiracy Skeptic. I'm your Conspiracy Skeptic, Carl Mamer, and with me is my uh, returning guest, Neil, Neil Kroll. Did I pronounce your name right there, Neil? Yep, you got it right. Okay, Neil. Yeah, sorry? Kroll. Kroll, but I'm saying Kroll. That, that's not right. That's, no, that's like a crawler at Tim Hortons. It's oh, cruel. okay. Or it's the, um, is that the crawl movie from the early 80s, science fiction fantasy movie, crawl or something, K-R-U-L-L, I believe. Uh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, remember, we're, we're of that age where we, <laughs> when we were like, you know, 14 years old and, you know, we might have been blown away by... Uh, Things like you know Atari 2600 Pac-Man and uh, you know these these kinds of things really juiced us up. Like crawl, wow, he's got like a ninja star, but it's also a laser gun. Oh yes, that that brings back. I uh, I cut school once to play Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> we we li- this, this is this is this is the old old timey old timey entertainment podcast. I'm your host. Carl Mamer, and with me is senior brother Neil. Uh, yeah, when we, we we used to walk two miles in snow. Well, yeah, it was summertime actually, but we would walk like like about a mile or 1.6 kilometers uh, to like Woolworths back when there was a Woolworths with one quarter to play one game of Asteroids. We'd stand in line for it. Yeah, and it'd be like like. You know, you know, you get you get three ships, right? Or three men, and uh, you know, so whoever had the quarter got to play two men, and whoever was not the owner of the quarter, they got to play one man. Yeah. Yes. Boss times, man. Boss times. Can't beat it. All right. So uh, to refresh our listeners, Neil, you were on. Uh, now it's many years ago. Uh, you were on uh, an earlier podcast. It was about um, was it Zog, the Zionist occupational government, and the That's Tur- Turner Diaries. Kind of a bit of a. And the Turner Diaries. Yeah. Uh, it was a blend of the two uh, really wicked conspiracies. Right, kind of our white power hour, and uh, but uh, I mean, all jokes aside, actually, you you you're you're a reformed uh, kind of white power guy. You sort of saw yes, the light. Yes, I'm a reformed, very white power guy. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, the next step for me, of course, is when I uh, turn 50, I'm going to get great power insurance. Great power, yeah. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if they had a meeting and decided to change their name. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, you were sort of right into the whole kind of skinhead. I was right into the whole skinhead thing, yeah, boots and braces, the whole bit. And then uh, I wised up, fortunately. And uh, now I'm here today, uh, uh, a much more educated person than I was in my misspent youth. Wow, yeah, and uh, while well, we've never never actually met, you you are in is it Calgary or Edmonton? I'm in Calgary now. Okay, the warmer of the two yes. Albertan cities. But we are heading out to uh, your neck of the woods this summer. Oh, really? Okay, keep me informed because I was gonna say, yeah, I've I've never met you, but you're you're one of the uh, you know maybe I don't know, a dozen guests I've had on this podcast that even though I've never met, I, I kind of consider uh, like a friend, you know, and I thought, Absolutely. I, I would visit you, I would go to your funeral, I would. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, or I would memorialize you, but uh, I'd write a nice eulogy for you. But uh, yeah, so um, I think believe of all the lists, or oh, sorry, of all the guests I've had who I've now actually met before I've had them on, 
Uh, I've only met um, Nigel St. Whitehall. It was a number of months ago, me and my girlfriend, we went to, did a little tour of uh, 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 PA, Pennsylvania. Uh, we went to Pittsburgh and uh, Philly, and, and Nigel and his lovely wife, Lady Nigel, they're actually in, in Hershey. So they, they met up with us in Philly, and we dined on Philly cheesesteaks. I remember seeing your uh, your journeys on Facebook that whole trip. Yeah, that was uh, yeah Pittsburgh. If you like beer, and you believe French fries are actually a condiment, uh, Pittsburgh is totally the place to go. Wow, and that's where you found the uh, the candy cigarettes, the really hardcore ones. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, right? Because cause we, still, we still have, like, the Popeye, they just call them Popeye candy sticks now, right? Yeah, I found, uh, I found a place that had cartons of them. But they look, yeah, but they don't look like cigarettes. They now look like, like little marijuana, what do you call, what, what, what's the culture call them? Doobies? Um, joints. Joints, yeah, exactly. Back in my day, in the old timey day, when we had a single quarter and walked two miles in the snow to play asteroids, a vector vector generated computer game uh we call them doobies but yeah um that's a very good old timey newsreel voice <laughs> what is it the, the mid mid-atlantic voice what's you know like uh uh what's sort of this lo- totally lost accent the mid-atlantic voice uh, treat you with a tincture of london yeah exactly the uh uh roosevelt kind of was the uh, epitome of the the mid-atlantic or, or was it some sort of private boys' school voice? No one talks like it anymore, but except in, in parody or something. They actually call it a lost accent, the transatlantic accent, because it was only done on the major news outlets. Yeah. You know how you have BBC English? Right. And they had this, but I guess it it's apparently it's died out because Americans sound like Americans, Canadians sound like Canadians, and the BBC sounds like BBC. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, um, so right, so you uh, you are back on now. Uh, you wanted to talk about... Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah. You've, you've had a bunch of Bitcoin questions, and and uh, many, a number of years ago for a blog called... Um, kind of, uh, the um, hang on, it's been a number of years since I I wrote for it, um, a blog called um, in the long run blog, sort of a skepticism meet, meets finance. Oh, I remember uh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I'm I'm not a finance person, but other people wrote about finance. I just kind of more wrote about kind of like scams, like multi level marketing type things. Yeah. And, and uh, someone sort of, this is in the early days of Bitcoin, and they were sort of a developer, and they were working on, uh, they were actually sort of working on, on the code, and they sort of emailed the blog, and they said, you know, can this, uh, you know, uh, as as a currency, like I know the technology, you know, it works, but can, can it work as a currency? And so I sort of looked into it and wrote kind of a big blog post and that sort of stuff. So, uh, so you started it. I, I, yeah, the, 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 Bitcoin skepticism, I guess, but yeah. So, uh, uh, offhand, what did you check? What is what is a bit? What's a Bitcoin going for today? One Bitcoin. You need how many? How much American dollars, real money, fiat currency, Texas green tea? How much? Uh, how much do you need? To I'll buy tell it? you this. I was looking it up, and the first thing that I saw was there's a lot of news for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because it's plummeted. Oh, it has it. Okay. Last time we talked, it was nine hundred and forty-one dollars, I believe. Okay. And today it's five hundred and eighty dollars. Okay. Well, that that's going to be in some important information we'll come to later. But uh, yeah, yeah. But you're you're the one with the questions, and I'm ostensibly the one for podcast magic who has all the knowledge. So uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of let you drive the show, or you can kind of like pull me out about uh, Bitcoin. Okay, Carl, I've uh, prepared uh, some questions for you because I'm very interested in finding out all about Bitcoins and you're just the man that I want to talk to. All right. First of all, um, what is a Bitcoin? What is a Bitcoin? Okay, all right. So, um, so yeah, so Bitcoin is kind of a... Uh, um, sort of virtual currency, you know, so that there that does not exist. You can't go out and get your electronic bitcoins converted to, you know, Bitcoin paper bills or Bitcoin. So I can't go coins. to the exchange place at the mall and they'll deal me out some bitcoins. No, no, they won't. Yeah. So, um, what would Bitcoin? It, it, it's kind of supposed to be uh, analogous to gold. Okay. The okay. So people will talk about mining bitcoins, and um, so we think about gold today. There's a limited supply of gold in the world, and we have probably mined, you know, let's say offhand. This is just total uh, pulling this one out of my butt. But let's say we, we've mined about 95% of the gold in the earth, right? Yeah, that's the, all the gold that's ever been there. Most of it's out. Yeah, yeah, and, and most of the gold we have today is sort of the low-hanging fruit gold that we we was very easy to get and 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 now you have to like um employ all kinds of radical technology to kind of get little bits of gold out of, out of the earth so so bitcoin was kind of that idea that that there's there's going to be a finite number of bitcoins i think it's i don't know let's say like um you know, tw- you know 200 million bitcoins uh, don't 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 equipment that again this is just no, sort of a guess you can't just make keep making them printing more bitcoin money as right it yeah so there's gonna be a finite number of bitcoins and in the early days you ran a sort of a software and you it, your software had to solve a complex problem and when it did then a bitcoin appeared in your your little bitcoin wallet and oh, okay. yeah and in the early days, it was the problems were very easy. Like the gold was easy, so the problems, the math problems, were very easy for your computer to solve. Cha-ching, cha-ching, right? But as more and more bitcoins are mined, the problems become harder and harder and harder. And so you know, it's no longer cha-ching, cha-ching. Now it's like cha-ching. Three days later, cha-ching. Yeah, exactly. And now it's kind of at the point where you need like a farm of servers all trying to crunch one problem to to get that bitcoin and 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 there becomes also a problem of you know what is bitcoin worth and how much electricity do you have to expend to generate that bitcoin there's there's, there's some sort of you know a uh, point of uh, diminishing returns kind of thing may or may not be at that point yet but Right. So, so the idea is that that, um, that that there's going to be a limited number of bitcoins. So, so no government. Yeah. And this is why some people really like bitcoins. It's usually the people who are like the gold standard people who, you know, think the world should be back on the gold standard. They like bitcoin as a currency because uh, you, you, there's no government that's just going to suddenly say, okay, um, we're just going to print 
many, many, many more Bitcoin. So, so that's in, in essence Bitcoin. The, the other, the other side of Bitcoin too is that it's, um, it, it's, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's not easy to trace. So, so if I send you Neil, I send you a hundred Bitcoins, which I'm not. <laughs> well, please do. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, this is not a contract. This is not a legally enforceable contract in this, in in the province of Ontario. <laughs> but if I were if I were to send you a hundred bitcoins, it would appear in your thing, and there's no way, theoretically, there's no way the government can sort of say, ah, oh, those bitcoins they were last in possession of Carl Mamer. How did you get those, Neil? What did you do? To get those hundred bitcoins, right? So, right. so some people like Bitcoin also for that reason that you can the, you can buy stuff and people electronically and people don't know who bought the stuff. I see. So it's kind of appealing to if you're buying things that are of, of a sketchy nature. Well, that you know, that becomes the problem, right? That that right. and and hence why bitcoin is its its value currently right it's um right. that that people you know people do sort of see wow you know it's uh the people that really want to use bitcoin are you know uh uh drug lords and uh arms dealers and you know white slavers and things like that right so wow. and and you know and they will pay a lot of money to uh, you know, use a currency that that makes it easier for them to sort of engage in their in their in their crimes. So, you know, so that's kind of the, the value of Bitcoin is all speculation, right? Right, because it's not backed by any particular government. Yeah, well, that that's the thing too, right? So, you know, people will say like, um, you know, the people who like gold, right, will go like. Well, you know, there's a big movement of the gold standard people bring it back, and it's yeah, it's, exactly. And then they'll be like, well, you know, money, you know, what they like to call fiat currency. Uh, that, that's it's just based on an idea. You know, we all just share in this illusion that you know money has value, and and but you also have to say, well, but gold people also sort of make that calculation that that gold outside of some say industrial uses and uh, you know. Uh, Computer bits. Yeah, dental uses and stuff. You know, gold. We just all agree gold is valuable. Gold's worth a thousand dollars an ounce or twelve hundred dollars an ounce, right? You know, we have a kind of an agreement that that's gold's valuable. But if for some reason, uh, you know, people stop like gold, like Justin Bieber said, "Hey kids, gold is not cool anymore." (laughs) Is Justin Bieber? Does he still? One Direction. If One Direction said, "Hey, kids, gold is not cool anymore," right? You know, then then you know we would all agree that, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah gold's not cool. Gold's gold, not cool. So yeah, yeah, gold's not valuable anymore, right? It's it's zinc. Zinc. Zinc is the yeah. Zinc's the 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 new metal because One Direction says it's valuable. But yeah, um, I've got a niece, so I all know <laughs> I know all about One Direction. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so that that's that's kind of the well, I always sort of have to sort of giggle at gold people. But um, and the other thing, people, you know, like gold standard. What they like about gold is it's it's um, you know you know right, coming back to this thing, you know, well the government just can't print up more gold, right? So you know so they're like, well, it's a stable store of value. But then it's like, but. No, you know, because I mean, gold or bitcoins, right? You know, today my bitcoins, one one bitcoin might be able to buy 
a laptop, but tomorrow my one Bitcoin might buy a loaf of bread, right? I have no right. idea from day to day. Whereas, you know, we both earn Canadian money, right? right. So, you know, we know, we know our, the, you know, the thousand dollars we put into our bank account, you know, uh, you know, this month, sorry, <laughs> Am I revealing too much? This is how much I say. But, you know, the, the money we put into our bank account today, we know a year from now is, is not going to buy what $1,000 bought today. It's going to buy $998, you know, yeah. that, that kind of thing. But you have a reasonable confidence that it'll buy something close to that. Yes, exa exactly. So, so. And tomorrow, you know, the Canadian government or the American government could go crazy, right? And decide, like, we need, we need, uh, you know, we need Shinkansen's, we need bullet trains. So let's yeah. just, we're just going to print money and build bullet trains, right? You know, right. yeah, maybe our governments will go crazy. But governments, modern governments today, um, they, they really fear, super fear hyperinflation. And they're not... They're, they're, they really try to avoid just, you know, printing currency willy-nilly. Well, we, they, they've had demonstrable examples, like Hungary after World War II, Germany, of course. Right, yeah. So you, there's a track record, and you just know you don't want to do that. Yeah. And that's something, too. That's, I mean, that's a lot of the, so the European crisis, the financial crisis, is that, you know, that the European Central Bank, I mean, they which is, you know, really controlled a lot by, like, you know, the Germans, you know, they remember the, like, yeah, the, the post-World War One inflation, right? The classic, yep. you know, having to use a wheelbarrow full of money to buy a loaf of bread, right? You know, yep. that that is their super hyper fear. So, so they kind of didn't, you know, didn't sort of put a lot of liquidity back into the banks or print up, you know, euros to refloat banks, you know, because they were really super afraid of, uh, of inflation, whereas the, you know, the Treasury, where they call it the, the, um, the uh, monetary easing or whatever, that, that yeah, the, the American Treasury has been, the, the, the federal, federal bank has been a bit, um, hasn't been so worried about inflation, and they have been uh, uh, sort of, Printing, printing money to sort of, you know, recapitalize banks, and and for some reason, you know, we haven't seen really inflation, even though they have been kind of printing a lot of money. Yes, but we haven't seen anything that's really bad. Yeah, but it may come bite us on the ass five years from now. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Get your get your mortgage now and lock in. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but I I guess in this example. Uh, Europe has stuff. Europe has things. It's got land and property and houses and crops and resources, whereas a Bitcoin isn't backed by anything. It's it's just sort of there, right? Well, that's the that's the other idea, right? That 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 um, you know, when they sort of say, but you know, but money is just an idea, right? Well, yeah, yeah, it's just an idea, but at the same time, you know, yeah, we we all agree that we can exchange money for goods and services it's backed by the all the goods and services we produce Let, let's just talk, pretend we're everyone's canadian so we just don't have to yes. keep you That's know a good idea yeah so 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 you know it's back you know it's backed by all the goods and services canada produces the canadian dollar right and yes. and whereas if you know your bitcoin today is worth a thousand dollars and tomorrow it's worth five dollars 
no one in government gives a fuck about you, right? They're not yeah. going to do anything. They don't care about you, right? If gold yeah. tomorrow goes from $1,000 an ounce to $5 an ounce, no one gives a flying fuck about you, right? It's, you're absolutely right there. I used to know a guy that would he was investing in gold mines and gold exploration. And they look for private investors just because of that. Yeah. Like they say, well, they can't just go to government and say, we want to get some money to go explore for oil. They, no, if you if you paid into it and they don't find gold, well, then, you're, you know, that's... You're, that's you're, you're yeah, you're screwed. But if tomorrow it looked like the Canadian dollar was going south and, you know, your dollar, your $1,000 today bought, you know, a month from now was going to buy, you know, you know you know, was only worth like five dollars or something like that. Then, then, then you can you can bet that the Canadian government is going to go. Whoa, wait a second, we're not going to let this happen. We're going to do something. Like we are going to step in and save you. And as well as we saw just a couple of days ago, there was that Mount Mount Gox. The, Mount uh, Gox. Yes. Right. Yeah. The Bitcoin uh, kind of exchange and Bitcoin bank kind of thing. Right. That vanish. It took six percent of uh, the bitcoins out there, and it has completely vanished. Or at least they're saying right now it has completely vanished, right? right? And there's no government on earth that is stepping in and saying, "Oh, you poor, you know, okay, you had a hundred thousand dollars in bitcoins. We're going to make that up for you, right?" But if my bank tomorrow goes under and takes a hundred thousand dollars of my money i think it's about a hundred thousand dollars is they'll they'll the canadian government will give that back to me right or yes. yeah as we saw in the states right a lot of banks went belly up no canadian banks went belly up but uh, yeah we are so good we are so good actually i'll get i'll get to that in a moment but um no let me get to it now because i don't want to seem like a prick uh canadians i think i think we have literally the highest uh, consumer debt level in the world. Um, we were, we're, I think we're going to be in some trouble down the road if things don't change. So I heard it was 1.3 trillion. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Canadian consumer. And the one trillion of that is just in mortgages. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're yeah, they're, they're, Canadians are kind of because they're patting themselves on the back, going, "We are so good." We not really sort of realizing, no, no, we're we're. We're living beyond our means, but anyways, right? So yeah, so 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 you know, as we saw in the states, right? You know, some banks went belly up, but uh, unless you had more than I think it's called FDIC, you know, sort of more than the FDIC, FDIC is going to guarantee you're, you know, you're you're cool, right? The government will yep. will, will back you. So so you know, that's sort of the other thing. So it's like, yes, currency is an idea, but um, you, there there are protections for you and me right if, if we are just dealing in, in local currency right okay my next question is uh, people do we've already touched on this but people do say they're untraceable and I, I'm, I guess I'm skeptical of that yeah I think I, I think it's like okay like so you've got a hundred bitcoins in your thing right so yeah. so you know but, and but, my but, thing is on the internet Right, yeah. So, there, so yeah. So there's, there, there's nothing but that it in that sort of network that sort of says, I believe, okay, that came from Carl Mamer, right? That that money came from Carl Mamer. But at at the same time, it's like, well, 
if the government did sort of suddenly take an interest, right? You know, you you yeah. know, like, like why 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 are all those M16s like going into your garage and going out and you know that sort of stuff, right? If the government did take an interest. A lot of us are not particularly careful, right? So you've got a hundred bitcoins in your account, and then they look at your emails, and they're your emailing Carl, and Carl's like, "Hey, man, did you get that hundred bitcoins I sent you?" Right? You know, or you know, or they look at your text, you know, and they, "Hey, did you get those hundred bitcoins I sent you?" Like it was the old days where, you know, you know, like my mother would uh, print pages out from the web a website, and then physically snail mail me printouts of websites. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. So so people aren't necessarily careful, right? There there's a lot of ways that that you know that they can um they can put these things together. Like like the um in a lot of businesses will try to avoid paying taxes by by doing barter trades uh with uh you know other companies like okay, we'll exchange this and you give us this and then you know how's the government ever going to trace that but uh you know they they can the um one of my one of my friends she is like a, a tax auditor and she's like oh yeah you know we we figure that stuff out all the time that that barter you know when people are bartering stuff but but yeah the, the, the government has has their has their ways or you know it's like um you know I, you know, I had a hundred bitcoins, my thing, and now they're gone. And you and I have been talking. You know, there's, there's, there, there are, there are ways of, of the government sort of figuring that out. Yeah. So the idea that it's completely anonymous is, like everything else, it's not as too good to be true. It's not as good as it seems. Yeah. It's like it's like a password, right? That that yeah. you know, you know, if it's you know, a, a passwords aren't really only as good as you know how 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 good the person creating the password and keeping it secret and that that sort of stuff all right my next question for you is do you think that we are going to continue to see bitcoins or is it just going to fade away like uh you know there's just lots of things on the internet they they come and they're a big deal and then a year later people say whatever happened to you know bitcoin yeah well see the problem with bitcoin right now right is it's like when you get like a hundred dollars, you, you know, you you have an extra hundred dollars, you you just don't throw it under your bed, right? Because you know that it's going to be worth a little less and a little less and a little less. So you take the hundred dollars and you you know put into a retirement plan or you know you you put it or put it into the bank or, or something. Tax-free savings account. Yeah, yeah, or as I like to call them, the interest-free savings accounts. But yes. um, yeah, but uh, the the so so uh, so so you you kind of make that money work, right? And you put it out there, and then the bank takes it, and they got a hundred dollars. So now we can lend out a thousand dollars, and this guy can now buy a car. You know, so so that's what people kind of do with with money, knowing it's going to be worth a little bit less. But if you have like a bitcoin, and 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 someone said, okay, I'll, you know, you, you give me that Bitcoin, I'll give you that pizza. But, you know, you heard stories about, you know, the guy, you know, uh, two years ago had 10 Bitcoins and, and then bought like a pair of socks. And if he had kept onto those 10 Bitcoins, you know, today he could buy a car, right? You know, um, so so if you think your, your currency is going to go up in value all the time, are you ever going to spend that? Like, when are you going to spend your Bitcoin? Why are you going to spend it if you think if I spend it now and get something, I'm going to be hosing myself? 
Right, because it's going to be worth this much in six months. Exactly. So that's the that's one of the big problems with Bitcoin is that people aren't really good. Other other than people who absolutely need to use it, like for you know drugs or you know white slavery or something like that. That that people you know that that you and I, if we had Bitcoin, we're going to hang on to it because it may be worth more money. So so you can't make a currency that nobody really wants to spend, right? That yeah. and you have to understand the people who created Bitcoin were were like software developers you know they 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 saw the technology right but they didn't they're not economists and they didn't talk to economists and they didn't say okay the you know the math works but does the human element work and then the cons would say okay here's the problems right um yes and the other thing too it's like you know like you hear a lot of like um um you know like oh uh you know dominoes i don't know if domino specifically like dominoes now will let you buy pizza with bitcoins right or something like that and 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 to me that's like i think right now it's more like a publicity thing like 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 what was it remember second life like yeah you know, it was the big thing and then i was like oh you know uh you, you know Ford has opened a dealership in Second Life, and Sweden has opened an embassy in Second Life, and and people weren't doing that because they thought that's the place now to do business. People are doing that just because it was a press release and it got you free publicity, right? So yeah, yeah. So I remember seeing it on the news, like the local news would be like, "Well, this our crazy guy on the street, he's gonna try to you know do everything in Second Life for 24 hours for charity." Yeah. So, so, so I get your name in the paper. Cool. But is anyone really going to use it in, in a year? Well, I don't know with Bitcoin. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think so. So that's the thing with Bitcoin right now is that a lot of people are just, uh, you know, accepting it just because it's it gets them publicity. Right. It gets them a, a headline. And uh, yeah, so I think that's the other problem with Bitcoin. And but ultimately, it's like when um the one thing Bitcoin does solve is, is you know, when you use your credit card, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you swipe that credit card, or you, we have, or in Canada, we have the chip and pin, right? You know, you you, yeah. you know, you put the you know the chip in the the, the card reader that uh, you know that that the the the, the payment provider they, they get like two percent of that purchase, right? Or three yes. percent of the purchase, or one point eight percent of the purchase, they get a cut, and these. The company I'm actually working for now, we've, we've kind of got relationships with different payment providers, and it's amazing how much money these people make. If you think every time a dollar changes hands, you can get 2% of that across the entire world. Oh, it's fabulous. Yeah. And you don't got to do anything. That is a huge stinking pile of money, right? But ultimately, it's all it, it's inefficient, right? It's costing us... You know, not in Canada, but like if you go in the States, like a lot of times you'll see gas prices. They have two different prices, cash and credit card, right? And, the, cre- yeah, and the credit card gas purchase is, is higher. So so it, it is it is costing us. And and the thing with Bitcoin is Bitcoin at least solves that problem. It's like it's it's peer-to-peer. It's, um, you know, it, th- there's nobody involved that, that's taking, taking a cut. It's a way to move money around. Theoretically, without without the middleman taking taking little slices of that, and and that that's a good thing. But then the downside is, well, how do you get the Bitcoin, right? You need you need to use your credit card, right? You need to use your credit card or 
Yeah, PayPal or you know. PayPal or something. Yeah. So it's hooked up to a real country currency. Exactly. Until you, until I can convince my boss to start paying me in Bitcoin, and you know, and 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 I'm I'm doing something to earn Bitcoin. We're all earning Bitcoin. It's it it's um. What's the example I like to use? Um, long time ago, Saturday Night Live. They, um, uh, Father Guido Sarducci, uh, back to the old timey thing. But uh, Father Guido Sarducci, he uh, he was on like SNL, like their you know, weekend update, and uh, and he had this idea. He wanted to have uh, two Christmases every year. There'd be Big Christmas, which would be December twenty fifth, and then like Little Christmas, which would be in June. And with Little Christmas, you would only, you would ne- not give a gift more than like twenty dollars. And, and, but, by the way, Father Guido Seducci also had this uh, new new uh, home appliance called Mister T, like Mister Mister <laughs> Coffee, but Mister T. And and that was like nineteen ninety nine, and uh, the perfect little Christmas gift. And uh, and and like Mister Coffee. And this is back in the day when like like. You know, drip coffee makers were the new big thing, and, and we're all quite oh, friendly. Yeah. yeah, well, we're not percolating anything. Like, you mean they're not going to be coffee grounds at the bottom of my coffee? Like, what, how? What magic is that? You know, technology nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like when I when I turn my television on, the picture just comes on. It doesn't start as a little tiny dot, and then five minutes later, it expands into a a, a picture. Wow. But yeah, so so. So, but the idea of Mr. T is you you would like it was like there was like this cone, and, and you would put like your your cup under the cone, and then you put your tea bag in the cup, and you would pour the boiling water through the cone, into into the the mug, and 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 so to me it's like you can you know the obvious is that well that's completely you don't need the Mr. T to make tea right it's 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 like it's it's a, it's a it's a useless step but but to me. Bitcoin to me currently seems like a Mr. T, right? You know, yeah. I can just buy that with PayPal. Or I can just buy that with like you know a credit card or or you know a debit transfer or something like that, right? So yes. why do I need to use PayPal to buy Bitcoin to buy that? Other than I maybe I'm I'm trying to hide something. Yeah. Uh, then you brought up a good point there about about being paid. How I mean, the governments let you get away with a lot of things. Um, for example, the, the the poker game that you have in your garage on Friday nights, that, that's cool until you start charging money or keeping a percentage of the house. Right. Then, then it becomes a thing. So if you were getting paid in Bitcoins, for example, how would, how would you get taxed off of that? I think that's where the government would say, well, this is, this, this can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, I think, I think... Well, I think coming back to the, the Second Life, you know, they had that Linden, Linden doll, Linden doll, yeah. And I think the the government sort of basically ruled that, you know, like if for some reason I was doing work for Linden dollars, I'm I'm not taxed. I made a thousand Linden dollars last year. Okay, well we need like thirty three percent of that or something. Or if uh, Thor, Thorin, I think it was pronounced his name Turin, the Swedish guy who did about the 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 the, the nuclear bombs not really being uh, nuclear not being able to explode conspiracy theory uh, oh, yeah. yeah so he wouldn't be paying like 33% on his thousand Linden dollars he'd be paying 70% on his thousand Linden dollars yeah. but uh, yeah and uh, but no anyway so yeah so um, 
So the government just sort of basically ruled that, well, we're not going to, uh, until you actually sell that for real currency and, and, you, and you make a profit, then, then we're going to, at that point, then we tax it. But on, on, so, so, so bitcoins would be like until you actually sort of sold your bitcoin and, uh, and you sort of realized a profit, then the government will tax your, your bitcoin. But, but um, like I said, it sort of comes back to the other point that, um, you know, it's like, well, um, you know, there's this idea that that you know the again the so the gold standard you know a narco kind of you know everybody should have their own private armies and private money kind of thing that you know they they sort of think that the government is like you know doesn't want it doesn't want another competitive currency out there but but the, and and they'll sort of sometimes use examples like uh, this guy was selling I think he was calling like the the Liberty dollars or something and then they. They, they, the uh, Secret Service, they sort of busted down on him and seized his Liberty dollars, and the, and again, you know, the, the survivalist types were like, you know, see, see, the government is, you know, trying to stop this competitive currency, and and, but, the Secret Service takes a very sort of dim view. If you, you cannot, you cannot sort of try to promote your currency as legal tender, so it, and they. They don't really take a. Uh, they've got a very bright line, uh, you know, where 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 it's like, okay, that, no, you're kind of pretending like it's legal tender. So so that Liberty Dollar guy was just basically trying to pretend like, you know, this is this is legal tender, you know. It's you a know. proxy dollar. Yeah. So they sort of busted down on him. So so it's like like in Canada, right? We have uh, Canadian Tire money, and, we, and what do yeah. we call it? We call it Canadian Tire money, right? Uh, yeah. Although I think I think uh, Canadian Tire doesn't use the word money on the Canadian Tire money. They, I think they call it a uh, value coupons or value something. Value voucher, something. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But but you know, but it looks like currency. It, it's not very. It's not a huge domination. It's like it's like ooh like. Wow, that you. Where did you get a twenty-five cent Canadian Tire, you know, currency? Yeah. Like, did you buy an air conditioner? Like, what did you <laughs> buy to get? So, you know, so it's very small denominations, but we, we spend it like money, right? Yeah, and not just at Canadian Tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like people will take. Uh, again, it's like the whole money idea, right? You, can, I can exchange Canadian Tire money for goods or services i can get my car repaired or and and canadian tire is like there's no american equivalent kind of it's 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 like a hardware store uh auto repair store walmart they don't sell groceries but that's probably going to be coming right so unless you count beef jerky beef jerky yeah that's true there's a lot of beef jerky in canadian tire ultimate zombie survival store Right when you're getting to the checkout, you're like, oh, I gotta get some beef jerky. Yeah. And I get paid for it with my Canadian Tire money. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so 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 yeah, so it, 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 and but Canadian Tire does have it because people will, you, they'll they'll like, it was sort of fashionable, I think, during the the recession in the '90s or something, where you're like, oh, you know, if you know, we'll take Canadian Tire money at par, or we'll take it, you know, 90 cents on the dollar or something like that. So you give us you know a, a dollar canadian tire money we'll give you a coffee that kind of stuff because the coffee shop can then need toilet paper and they need you know soap and stuff like that and they'll take they it to, to yeah. Canadian tire. yeah yeah but canadian tire they 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 sort of jumped on that because again that that's now that's starting to you know cross into that 
legal tender currency. They, they they didn't want to sort of cross that kind of line, make it seem like they were sort of promoting it as, you know, as a, as a legal tender. But well, if you're a crazy guy that lives in southern Alberta and you decide that you're going to be your own kingdom, that, yeah, that's great. That they're fine with that. But if you get North Korea to start an embassy yeah. in your kingdom, then. <laughs> That, that's when things, you know, shit just gets real. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so, um, I'm going to say now, yeah, so, so, so alternative currencies are fine. The government doesn't really care, right? Because it's like, you know, I mean, what is the currency for help, you know, helping people move? Yeah, it's beer and pizza, right? Beer and pizza, exactly, right? Like, you know, I exchange beer and pizza for this service, right? You know, that's, that's kind yeah. of a form of currency so uh yeah well it's um i it, it just it i i'm glad you brought up second life because that's what bitcoin really reminds me of is that there was because i listened to talk radio the other day and there was all the, we're interviewing someone who's selling a car and only accepting bitcoins yeah like, okay, well you know it, it's it's making the news but i mean i guess that's why i needed to to find out yeah it's a fiat currency but is it and then just before we did like in the last couple of days there was this massive devaluing and I, i'm like i wonder if anyone's tried to complain to their government that now my bitcoins are worthless yeah well yeah that's like you, you can't have your cake and eat it too right you can't have this yeah. like state free currency and then want the state to regulate and protect you so correct now yeah. my next question is what's there's a lot of talk anyways what's the role that china has played in this in the whole um bitcoin history i don't know i i mean i i i thought i saw something about china a few weeks ago was uh was sort of putting the kibosh that they weren't that's what i heard that they weren't gonna they were limiting it or they weren't gonna accept it or yeah yeah but uh, I mean, that, that's sort of come, coming back to the whole sort of fiat currency kind of thing, where it's like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, people are really afraid to, you know, it's just a, it's paper currency, it's based on an idea, but then they're kind of freaked out, like, you know, you know, China has like, you know, a trillion U.S. dollars in their bank account, and and it's like, okay, so we've sent them a trillion worthless pieces of paper for. Yeah. iPods and TVs and you know and what what and and by an act of Congress they could just say okay any money in a Chinese bank account is worth zero you know they would never in a billion years do that because the next country you know Japan would go are they going to do that to us next right you know but but you know at at, at some level if China was going to say okay we're gonna dump all one trillion dollars right away and crash the u.s economy congress could just go no that money you own is no longer real money you know so um yeah, yeah that's a popular one with conspiracy theorists too is that one day china's just going to call in the debt and then that's it yeah and we're going to have to rely on our our guns and our survival skills to, yeah. to get by but that, that's like that's like saying like you know one day my neighbor just might burn down his house and leave a huge stinking pile of ash next to my house and and make the value of my house you know plummet because no one wants to move into a house that's next to a big stinking pile of ash but but it's like yeah but your neighbor 
also values his house. That's his retirement, yeah. or you know. I, I guess it technically it could happen, but we have a reasonable expectation that he has some value in his. Exactly, in his house. exactly. Unless you, you know you, you're living as a completely crazy person, we don't expect our neighbor to just destroy his valuable property in the same way we don't expect the chinese to suddenly just destroy their own economy right? and the world economy on which we're all we're all dependent yeah yeah i think a, a lot of the the survivalist type gold standard types and any of these it's they, they want to get back to this old-timey notion of self-sufficiency when you had a homestead and you could paying chickens for a sack of potatoes yeah well you, you know you know you know who's self-sufficient yeah north korea right what is north yeah. north korea doesn't import a lot and they don't export a lot they're entirely self-sufficient but that's self-sufficiency gives gives you a marginal existence right you can scrape by yeah exactly but that's that's all you're going to do, right? There there are no wealthy self-sufficient societies out there, other than, I mean, North Korea is about the only one that has really tried that experiment and and mixed results. Yeah, there's there's some they have um, they have some some work to do on that. <laughs> yeah, let's just yeah, say. I I know that um, people that say, well, you know, we we could you know, energy self-reliance, for example. Well, you're, you're not really because you're still going to be selling a certain amount, and you still have to import labor. So we're all connected. Well, exactly. I mean, because theoretically, Canada Canada produces more oil and more energy than it imports, but we we actually export a lot of our oil and energy too, and we import a lot of oil, which is very strange, but. Um, but if Canada decide not to export any of its energy, we're we're we'd be completely energy self-sufficient, right? But I, I challenge you to find a gas station selling gas lower than America, right? Right. Yeah, because because oil you can put in ships and sell to the highest bidder, and 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 so being energy self-sufficient, as long as you are allowed to export your you know your 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 oil to to the you know, the highest bidder. It, it's it's not going to result in like you know five cents a gallon or something. Until you get the Mister Fusion on your DeLorean. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Yeah, exactly. Now there are a lot of countries that you know where, you know, the government controls the oil and and then you know they, whereas sort of North America we we don't we don't control the oil, right? We say, okay, like Alberta says, okay, uh, you know, Petro-Canada or, you know, uh, you know, was that CNOC, the Chinese oil company? Yeah. Okay, you know, you know, you, we're going to license this field to you. You go get the oil out, you reap the profits, we're going to tax you up the ass, but, you know, but that's the deal, right? You know, and 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 so you that make a, an investment thinking that yeah okay they're going to tax us but we're still going to come out ahead on this yeah exactly whereas some countries let's say let's say like like Saudi Arabia they will they just the government just takes all the oil money and then sort of portions it out and says okay well we're going to sell ninety percent of the oil we're going to keep ten percent and we're going to keep our own population happy by giving them cheap gas ha 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 yes now here's another problem that I I mean well with energy of course you just like what we're talking about there's a there's a finite amount 
with bitcoins becoming so hard to mine, is it going to hit like a peak oil, as they talk about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the other sort of thing I thought, I initially thought was sort of strange. So it's like, yeah, okay, so it, if one bitcoin is like 500 you know, dollars, right? I can't just right. sort of, it, it seemed to me kind of strange. Like, okay, oh, geez, okay, I'll take, uh, I'll take, you know, um, 300 Big Macs then, you know, that, yeah. that kind of thing, right? But but Bitcoin, you can actually sort of chop it up into like, I, I think it goes to like the ninth decimal place or some, something like that. So, so you could buy a pizza with it. Yeah, you could buy a pizza with it. You just kind of shave off, like you know, okay, here's you know, point zero one of a of a bitcoin, and oh, and okay. yeah, so so you they can expand the money supply, but it's like a, like a stock split, you know, you, you know, you have a thousand shares of Microsoft, now you have, you know, a thousand shares of Microsoft at a hundred dollars, now you have two thousand shares of Microsoft at fifty dollars, right? So, so it, it's they they can kind of do that to the bitcoin, but but right, but they can't just sort of say okay. Uh, you know, now there's like, you know, we're doubling the number of bitcoins, and go, you people just go figure out what it's worth now. I guess, I guess another part that would contribute to their value or their perceived value is is popularity, like how exposure, how much exposure this is, because I'd never heard of them until about six months ago. And if if it if it loses its if it's its hipsterness. Would that devalue the currency as well? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like right now, it's cool. So everyone's like, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. I'm gonna buy these, and I'm gonna get rich, and you know, that that's great. But if people stop talking about it, then that would probably push the price down. Yeah. Well, Whereas it, we don't typically talk about, you know, oh man, I got some Canadian dollars. They're so, they're so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So, so it's like, okay, I, um, um, right. So if I don't, I don't know. Tomorrow, what what? How many bitcoins I need to buy that car? It's you know it, it's there's all this crazy uncertainty, right? Whereas yeah. now you can argue people argue well that's the same thing with currency, right? I don't know tomorrow or you know uh, next year what the Canadian dollar will be worth, and the Canadian dollar is tanking a little bit, right? It is it is, it is going down in value. So so but but. With currency, right? You, you 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 can you know you can you can hedge against that. You can say you can form an agreement with somebody and say you know uh, I'm going to bet you know a year from now the Canadian dollar is going to be worth this amount of money, and you you'll you'll buy it from me at that value, right? So so um, you know it's like a commodities exchange, you know that you can you know you can you can you can sort of hedge you know hedge against. You know, have contracts and sort of agree to buy. You know, what the currency is going to be worth in in the future. And and I mean, that may happen with Bitcoin at some point. I I, I don't know, but but right now, it, it's not. No one no one knows what their Bitcoins can be worth tomorrow. And I understand that there are actually bank machines where you can get Canadian dollars out of in exchange for your bitcoins yeah it's where near where i work kind of just down the street kind of the look like a regular bank machine is it in a bank or i don't know i it, it's it's been really cold here so i have not wanted <laughs> to walk just like it's like oh uh, walk two blocks out of my way are you crazy yeah. it's been a tough winter well i mean hypothetically it's 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 just it's it's one of those old time winters remember the winters we used to have back in the 90s 
I do remember them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, we're just we're just kind of back to those kinds of winters. And I want to I want to warn my American friends, uh, who uh, you know are experiencing this polar vortex. You know that take it from a Canadian. March sounds warm, but it it, it so isn't. Okay, just. For all you people, oh, absolutely. Yeah, all yeah. you people new to the polar vortex, just thinking, yeah, March, March is warm, right? No, yeah. don't not, start planting your garden. Not, not under this regime. Yeah. All right. Any other questions about the Bitcoin? No, I mean that's it, it's certainly I find it it's it's fascinating that that someone could actually I don't want to say pull it off because it's not a scam I and mean, it's it's a legitimate fiat currency and. Uh, I guess my only other question is, has anyone tried this before? And outside of, I guess Second Life did it with the Linden dollars, but that was, but I mean, historically, has anyone tried to, I heard something about uh, like a tulip thing in, in Holland back in the Middle Ages. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the tulip. Yeah, there is. I mean, I, I've, I've heard some sort of minority opinions that you know that the, 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 the tulip craze wasn't quite what people have made it out to be but but the, yeah but the story is that the, you know, the tulips in Holland that uh, you know people were bidding you know untold sums of money for tulips and then see and then you know with the expectation that they can sell it to the next guy for even more money right and we think of right tulips is just something you you know you bring your mother on Mother's Day or something like that and yeah. Right, but yeah, but but it was the tulip craze. I, I, I want to say it was in the 17th century, but I'm I'm, I'm not too sure. But uh, yeah, and then the whole tulip craze thing crashed, and it's like Beanie Babies, right? Yes. Yeah, you know they're they're worth crap today, Beanie Nothing. Babies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's very few. There are some things um, that do retain value historically. I mean, gold is 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 kind of a poor example, but for example. Um, Rolex watches are known for their that they retain their value and right. sometimes increase in value because you have your craftsmanship, you have a certain amount of uh, money invested in the actual thing. But there's very, very few things. The old example of like when you buy a car, right? As soon as you drive it off the lot, yeah, the value drops. Yeah, not an investment, not an investment. Yeah. yeah, well, it's like a house in Toronto. That's that's gold, but uh, yeah, but a condo. You know, because I own a condo and. I'm, in process of selling my condo, you wouldn't believe how clean my place is now. When you got to sell it, man, you got to keep it clean and decluttered. Oh, like show home condition. Yeah, and decluttered. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put away my whole little rig tomorrow because that's the first day it goes on the market. And I got—I don't know if my voice sounds any different, but I have a—I have a brand new Yeti mic. Um, and um, and and then, but you need like this pop filter to you know your peas. So. And you can go and buy one for like a, a lot of money, or you can just take like your girlfriend's pantyhose and then, uh, you know, and then sort of put it around a um, um, one of those crochet rings or something like that. So, so it, if people came to my place and they saw pantyhose sort of stretched over a, a crochet thing that's duct taped to a can of tea it's really ridiculous looking they're gonna like oh my god <laughs> what's gonna come up from under the bed i don't know but uh yeah, yeah just clear your browser history man yeah but my point is my girlfriend my wonderful girlfriend for for christmas she bought me this yeti mic and this is the first podcast sorry people that uh, i've recorded since christmas on this new mic so if i sound sort of different uh 
it's the mic. Thank you. It sounds great. I my only question about the Yeti mic is is in Canada is it actually a Sasquatch mic? You're correct. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess in Australia it would be a Yowie mic. Yeah. Well, I I I, I emailed Donald Prothrow about who who did the abominable science book. I emailed him like, yeah. you want to come on the podcast? But he never got back to me. But he's a very 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 busy fellow. It wasn't like he's dissing me. But uh, no, yeah. But, uh, speaking of Australians, uh, I just wanted before we wrap up here, I wanted to uh, let you know that I got a book in the mail uh, not too long ago by Dr. Karen Stolzno. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've read it yet, but it's God Bless America, and it is. Uh, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm too much of a fangirl, which I am. <laughs> <laughs> fan, fanboy. Fanboy, fanboy, yes. But uh, I, I just, it's, if you're into skepticism and you're into uh, reading something that doesn't take you too long to read, that's tremendously well-researched, that's, that's I, I, I'm just, I can't say enough good things about it. And since we're speaking about Dr. Karen Stolzno, what about Monster Talk? Monster Talk, yeah, that is it. That is an awesome podcast because she was one of the co-founders of Monster Talk. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. But see, if I ever had her on the podcast, I want to ask her, where does the W in your name go to when you're not looking at it? Because because you read her name, you want to call her Karen Stoles now. Yes. But it's Stoles no, so it's like no. Yeah, and she it, would know. She's a, a she's got her doctorate in linguistics. Yeah, true. Yeah, I would totally. She, I would tell you exactly how. Where does that goes. W, where's the W go? It's like you're it's not like looking. third tone in Mandarin. It's, it's just, you just have to know it. It's like, or it's like the, the, the letters in Sade's name. There's just this parallel universe where the missing letters in Sade's name and the missing W in Stoll's know, where they just go. They just, the, With the I, socks, right? I, I personally think it's a conspiracy. Yeah. That's, you know, I'd have to do another podcast entirely about that. Yeah. But that sort of brings me to the point where it's like uh, I always say, on the podcast that doesn't want anything and uh but yes but if you do have some bitcoin or some canadian tire money and a coffee can and you don't want to buy a hockey stick with it um or you got some real money like canadian money or american money uh buy her book buy karen stoll's notebook uh give it to monster talk they always need money they for always need money yeah they're not uh, they're not rich no, no, no. Well, the best, the best line I heard about podcasting was on uh, cognitive dissonance. The, their their guest said something like, "Doing a podcast is really you sort of consciously saying I don't want to make money in my spare time." Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I was, I, I was talking to someone today, and I, said, well, what are you doing tonight? I said, oh, I'm going to be recording a podcast. Oh, what's that? Uh, yeah. Podcast? No, I know they. Yeah, know. What, what is that? Yeah. It's like I, I just tell people it's like an internet radio show. I have to tell my my real estate agent it's like an internet radio show. Really? What's it about? And I don't know. Then it's conspiracies, and he's like, you know, yeah. So nine eleven, like you don't really believe that the story the government gives, do you? And like. Oh, you are such an awesome real estate agent. Let's not even. I don't want to. I don't want your image of you diminished, you know, in my mind because. Oh, you, it happens all the time when <laughs> someone just, especially when you meet new people and they lead with the conspiracy card. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, oh well, did you hear about this? Well, you know what they really meant. Oh. Yeah. But, oh, well, no, but you're going to tell me, right? Yeah. Cognitive dips and cognitive dissonance. That's another great podcast to to, to donate to. They always. 
I think with positive cognitive dissonance is like sometimes they don't even want money for themselves. They're always like running some crazy charity, something or another. So it's like children at cleft palates or something like that. They're giving money to. So so you can even yeah. So that that's that's another worthy podcast to support. I don't know if you have uh, listened to his new one, but Tristan Swales uh, got a new podcast out fairly new. I've been listening to it on uh, it's 40 and radio. Oh, right, yeah, not 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 yet. Um, even even you know Hallie and uh, Marsh, they're they're uh, they're. Uh, oh, Marsh from Skeptics with a K. Yeah, they've got sort of another podcast. Uh, where you I forget what it's called. Where they again they they sort of talk to the other side and and it's it, the, the the big thing is it's all you know they're very nice and they're very reasonable and they don't sort of they're not on the attack. They just sort of let the people talk and don't really sort of you know they're just quite nice to them and stuff like that and just have kind of a more open dot unchallenging dialogue or something and well that's what Boster talk did and i was really impressed with because i've been listening to it since day one was that you get blake and, and karen on there and they'd have a guy that's like a a, a bigfoot researcher oh yeah 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 not, not like a crazy dude like that we have out here in the prairies but <laughs> uh, <laughs> But they had someone that's actually, you know, spent their life, or they're a zoologist, but they happen to be really believing that there's actually this this cryptid out there. Yeah. And they would interview them, and they weren't, you know, making fun of them or, or, or trying to trip them up. It was, so I'm like, okay, well, this guy's got something to say, and it's it's, it's, it's interesting to listen. Like, well, why do people believe in that, right? Yeah. Well, it's like Lauren, Lauren Coleman from, um, oh, what is Crypto... What is it? What Lauren Coleman? What's his blog called? He's the he's the big cryptozoologist blogger guy. Uh, yeah, it's like crypto news or yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're trying to get him on to do a podcast, and he's I don't know. The, one point he seemed like he tentatively agreed, but never nothing ever happened. But uh, I don't know. I just know it's like who's it? Sharon Hill who does the. Um, Doubtful news. He, he, yes. he, she writes a lot about Bigfoot and stuff like that. And he, he I, I, I don't, I don't think he's really friendly to her. But she, yeah. she's, she's a very beautiful woman, and and he loves to run her picture on his whenever he can because it's like it's like clickbait. Like people will then click oh, on yeah. like you know the survivalist seed offers and you know, things like <laughs> that. All this thing. I think I think Sharon Hill was sort of complaining a bit about that at one point that he kind of you know he's been sort of using her as just kind of clickbait or something like that yeah it's uh, i i think it's like and um tristan was saying that there's a lot of uh, skepticism people have to watch the trying to bait the believers and to sort of debase their beliefs right, right. or they're you're just well how did uh, phil plate put it you're, you're just being a dick yeah, don't don't be a dick yeah don't be a dick you don't, know? don't don't be a dick yeah yeah, like you can ask someone, well, you know, they believe that, that aliens have landed. Well, okay, well, can, can you can you prove why you think that is? You moron. <laughs> yeah, you, you moron, and you don't, you know, that, that doesn't get you a lot. But if you, if maybe they maybe they can, you know, yeah. like, oh, wow, that's, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. All right, we should wrap it up. Uh, let's see. Up. Yeah, so uh, I, what, what, what do you, would you have any kind of skeptical things, public things or anything or you're just uh, uh not right now um anything I to announce or gonna anything to announce no i i mean i just wanted to there was like a, i'm big into the podcast thing it's great to see uh 
that you're doing another one. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of uh, World War One history podcasts lately because it's the centennial year. Uh, yeah, what, it, that, people have been very quiet about that. It's very strange. Like it's you know, yeah, it's a hundred years since the start of World War One, and there's, I mean, outside of maybe the UK, like there's not a lot of like. BBC's big, big into it. Like, really? They have a lot of yeah. Oh yeah. If you listen to BBC History Extra, or okay. They have uh, several programs. They're they're released. You won't get them on podcast yet because they want to release them on you know Radio Four, or mm. Radio One, and and in real time. And then you can download them, but they're doing retrospectives and trying to bring it back into the modern. I mean, when I went to school, we, we learned that there was a World War One. Yeah. But I don't know how much now people say. Well, it's a hundred years ago. It's like the as what was the one you brought up? The the War of Spanish Tapas Succession. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like well, something happened, but I, so long ago we don't really place any stock in it yeah there's not a lot of emotions and stuff or, but i mean in ontario at least you know the war of 1812 because that was like it's uh oh, huge yeah you know yeah. sort of bicentennial and, and that was pretty big at least in canada you know it was big commemorative type thing i don't i don't know how much you got out in alberta but uh not a lot okay all right yeah like i know we have family day in winnipeg has louis real day yeah so, okay right yeah 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 or manitoba has so okay I think manitoba all right winnipeg. you were the guys who killed louis real is that how that worked yeah like remind me that story again yeah that's a that's a, most of our american listeners may be like what are they talking about? Can they just go back to talking about Canadian tire money? At least I understood the money part of that conversation. <laughs> All right, yeah. And uh, so if, if, you know, you were to attend a skeptical something or another and someone recognized you and, oh, Neil, you know, you're on Conspiracy Skeptic, uh, let me buy you, uh, what, are you, what, are you, what are you drinking these days? Uh, I'm really into um, the sparkling waters. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I like, uh, and I don't want to be like that guy that just gets a Pellegrino. Okay. Because it's cool. Okay. But I am that guy. No. Oh, okay. Wow. Because yeah. I, I went went to went to Pittsburgh. They've got this thing called IPA, this American style India Pale India Ale. Pale Ale. Yeah, and it is. The thing about Pittsburgh is like, no matter where you go, it's like. 18 different beers on tap and it's all independent craft beers and these IPAs and yeah me and my girlfriend just had a great time drinking all these wonderful beers and so yeah I'm not I'm not saying you should buy me an IPA but um I will make a point of it okay all right yeah yeah but definitely yeah if you definitely come to Toronto yeah and uh yeah we'll go for sparkling water we're, we're heading out that way this summer so okay we're great going up to uh, vacation in Vacation in. Hello. Hello. There you are. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Vacation in. Uh, how do you how do how do you make a newfie? What's the joke? How do you make a newfie? Uh, how do you keep a newfie in suspense? I'll tell you tomorrow. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> What's a newfie? Okay. What's a newfie? Yeah. Sorry. You're going where? We're going to uh, Ontario's uh, cottage country. So oh. I've never heard of it until. My wife brought it up last week. Oh, okay. And um, it's uh, basically it's all the lake areas where you rent these little cabins. Yeah, yeah. Like north of Barrie. And yeah. South of Timmins. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. North, north of Toronto, there's like a highway that goes right from Toronto to 
cottage country and yeah and that was that's sort of the I, I didn't grow up in toronto but yeah anyone who grows up in toronto it's like you know you your parents had a cottage your friend's parents had a cottage apparently i had no idea yeah yeah and it's, it's like, like well, you live in toronto and you live in in, in your in a very urban place but you have these cottages yeah, it's and like of course, when you're not there, you rent them out to people. Yeah, it's like in Windsor, my hometown, you lose your virginity under the Ambassador Bridge, and in Toronto, you lose it in a canoe up in Cottage Country or something. <laughs> and where do you lose your virginity in Alberta? I mean, other than a snowbank. Probably in a snowbank. <laughs> a bus shelter. Or a curling rink. <laughs> a curling rink. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you drop anything outside of a curling rink, just leave it. <laughs> Don't pick it up. Sage advice, my friend. Sage advice. Yes. All right, well, I'll let you go. And, all right, thank you, Neil, for coming back on. And Well, it's a pleasure to be on, and, uh, and I'm glad to see that you're still uh, still doing the conspiracy skeptic. Yeah, sorry, you know, just like life and stuff. <laughs> no, I understand, and I know that I- I'm one of these... When When people don't update their podcast regularly... Even though I know it's free and they're not doing it for money and they're losing money on it, you're still like, wow, why doesn't he release one? Oh, yeah. I mean, my... you, I downloaded all yours, right? Because I got kind of in the end of the original run. Oh, okay. And then I listened to them all and then I'm like, well, where's the next one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to, people have always been really nice and don't send me nasty email like, well, fucker where's get your ass in gear and do another po- yeah. yeah i mean people do recognize that i think that it's like and there are a lot of other podcasts out there like i don't think people are like you know just buy one one more podcast before i succumb to liver cancer you know just just the one about the bilderberg <laughs> yeah exactly so but yeah but people people are always always nice and and another reason i don't ask for paypal donations or stuff like that because what the moment you do that's when the people are like you know you're not coming up with podcasts i gave you a ten dollar donation what the heck you know that that sort of thing so oh i gave a guy a, a, a like 10 bucks two years ago for something on like kickstarter yeah like a book and it never happened <laughs> occasionally you'll hear I, i've almost got another uh, i think i'm gonna be ready this year uh, yeah whatever wow well, I, was, I was like brian dunning his one of his recent podcasts he did like a rap video and it was to say the least it was painful it was um he's doing a rap video about like science and skepticism and 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 it was the old it, it was just a little less embarrassing than like like a father doing a rap video for his sick daughter's 16th birthday and he's rapping about you know say she should save it you know till she's married or something like oh, it, it just it is just one step less cringeworthy than that and and some other very prominent skeptic who i won't mention and you won't mention uh he or she this prominent skeptic just wrote a blog post where he or she just insulted him in the worst possible ways. Like, like it was nothing about like, and, and yes, there's a little, there's some sexism because I mean, if you're going to do a rap video, you got to sort of mimic that gangster lifestyle, sure. you know, yeah. and, 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 it, and if he or she was simply attacking him for that, okay, fine. I get it. But it was just like, you know, you know, this old balding man and, I don't know, you know, it was just, yeah. it was just, it was really, really awful. And, and, and like, 
I'm sending Brian Dunning $10. Like, you know, Brian Dunning has a no, I would not doubt that Brian Dunning's assets exceed mine by 10 times. And Brian Dunning probably doesn't need my $10, but this blog post so enraged me. I just wanted to say, you you know you made me go scream all the way to PayPal and send them ten dollars. You know, that's it's like car alarms, right? Yeah. Like when they go off. Like I don't know about you, but actually I do know because you did mention this once. You feel like you should help the guy out and steal the car. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Somehow aid him. It's like okay, I'll cover for you. Yeah. I know. Because if you can just get that thing to stop. Yeah. It's, yeah. I know that um, Skeptoid wants ninety nine cents a show. Right. That's, that's his thing. And he always says, you know, before you download Lady Gaga, think about Skeptoid, Skeptoid.com. Yeah. You know, because I guess it's his full-time gig. And, sure, and yeah, Dan yeah. Carlin, uh, while he doesn't ask for it, does accept PayPal donations, you know, like for Hardcore History. And, right. And then, but he says, as soon as he did that, then people were like, well, where's the next one? You know, I paid you for this. Yes, like, exactly. Well, you, you're, you paid for the ones that you listened to. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could. You're not paying for the stuff in the future. Yeah, exactly. But it's people think of it as as a subscription. Anyway, Neil, I'll let you go and have a have a good night. All right, thanks, Carl, and uh, we will talk to you uh, soon. All right, look forward to seeing you in summertime. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>